0: Attention, duelists! My hair is authorizing me to begin this podcast. I'm Nora, and I'm joined by Olivia. Nora, I want to go to the beach, or pool. It's I don't, but it's... I support you. I'm, I I want to go to those things and have nobody be, else be there. Mm. Um, because I'm transgender. Um, but I want to go, because it's 95 fucking degrees outside, you ready to uh, talk about Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes, I have actually a bonus Yu-Gi-Oh to talk about. Oh, bonus Yu-Gi-Oh. I do not, even though I downloaded Yu-Gi-Oh to watch, <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, um, this isn't like... I didn't want it to be like our version of the backup show. I, I literally just mm. wanted to like, I'm just going to download a Yu-Gi-Oh series to watch when I feel like watching Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, but not on the schedule that we have for the podcast. So I started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrains. Vrains? I love when the guy who sings the theme song yells, Vrains? (laughs) Um, that is a Yu-Gi-Oh! which takes place in a world that has a virtual reality called Link Vrains, which is where people just play Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, It doesn't have, like, any other purpose as far as I can tell. (laughs) Um, Also, a guy made AI, and there is a group of cyber terrorists called the Knights of Hanoi who are trying to, like, track down and destroy the last AI, and the main character is a hacker who... um, has a mysterious backstory that hasn't been revealed in the first 12 episodes but he really wants to 12 episodes yeah 12 episodes shit <laughs> that's like the opening part basically where he like has his opening duel and then he duels the two supporting characters and like the main villain um uh, i i guess we're entering a whole new world once like Oh is not a 27 episode show yeah uh-huh when it's a 100 i brains is 120 episodes so i'm like mm-hmm. just a little bit of a 12th through the show and they've just like introduced they've introduced all of the characters who are in the theme song at this point yeah it's a big one it's um what is it 30 gigs uh i don't know it's a, it's a it was a hefty torrent it was a hefty torrent um, yeah, I, I like that the protagonist is uh, an autistic dickhead. Um, mm-hmm. He's very fun. Um, he has this, like, his, like, internet handle is Playmaker. So you have everyone, like, yelling <laughs> the word Playmaker at him. Um, and he, like, has this AI, but he's not, like, nice to it at all. He's, like, captured this rogue AI, and he keeps, <laughs> like, threatening it to, like, He's like, help me figure out how to win this duel or I'll kill you. And the AI's like, all right, that's how it is, huh? Um, I think Yu-Gi-Oh definitely, I think, has, like, a reputation overall about being like, here's the show about friendship. And I think they're definitely, like, playing against type with this guy. Um, of course, he is a heart of gold. The second, like, a woman is in trouble, he, like, you know, he's ready to, like, risk his life and go, don't get it wrong, though. This is actually just about my vendetta. It has nothing to do with your little sister, who I've saved, and will not allow any harm to come to. I'm just mad at these <laughs> terrorist guys. Uh-huh, right. Um, uh, so that's fun. I like him. Um, It, uh, you know, like I said, he's kind of like, he's dueled kind of like every other, like, dueling character in the main cast at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the intro arc. And uh, it remains to be seen how he will uh, go get his guys. Um, he tried to dox the main villain, but it didn't work. Oh, no. Yeah. It's a good opening move, though. It's a good opening move. If you want to find out who the main villain is, trying to dox him, you know, classic opener. Yeah. Um, it's one of those one of those named gambits in chess. <laughs> um, but, Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested. I'm going to report back in. I don't know if I'll watch 12 episodes by the next time. <laughs> um, I just got really into watching Vrains for like three nights in a row. Um, I downloaded it and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it too so we could, like have a conversation about it. And then I was like, oh, look at all the other things that are happening in my life right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I might try to watch something. Uh, I would like to watch more TV shows, but it's weirdly difficult. You do um, seven podcasts. Uh, I do Rushjet one. Rush. I do one weekly podcast. Rushjet, um, Arcanum. Hmm. This one, Marble uh-huh. Hornets, Godzilla, okay. um. that all of them five it's still five uh uh star wars star wars that's six i was pr- um i was pretty close when i said seven it's about to be seven in three weeks so oh god what do you put- what are you starting i'm not gonna announce it here what uh, look, you follow my lock. You follow some of our other friends' lock. You've seen a book show up. That's all I'll say. Mm. Gotta keep the listeners in suspense. I will say it will pay to be an a Export Audio patron uh, later this month. No, you have to pay to be an Export Audio patron. Yeah, but it'll it'll pay for itself by providing really good content. Yeah. It'll pay you. Yeah. Not in money, but yes. What? If you love a little guy. Does Patreon have a fiat currency now? No. I'm offering content for money. <laughs> yeah, they're paying you in money. You get the money. They're, I get the money, they get the content. There you go. Classic. That's, that's I one, get the two, money. Three. I get the money, you get the content, nobody has to get hurt. Nobody has to get hurt, but maybe somebody will. I don't think anybody will get hurt. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> you want to talk about normal Yu-Gi-Oh! You wanna talk normal about strong Yu-Gi-Oh!? Yugi? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, episode 14 of Yu-Gi-Oh! is of Yu Gi Oh, nineteen ninety-eight is called A Bomb Game Makes for the Worst Date. That's so true. When Anzu realizes that Yugi is her mysterious crush, she invites him on a date to an amusement park, intending to put herself in danger to see his alter ego. But she finds herself in real danger when a mad bomber challenges Yami Yugi to a twisted game, with the lives of many innocent people on the line. The lives of Four innocent? Three innocent people? Three people. But allegedly four. Mm hmm. I, w- I wouldn't say that's many. I would call that a few. <laughs> the la- I mean, when it comes to dying, I think three is many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think of the bombing episode? Uh. Metal Gear Solid Two soldier voice. A dud! Because it's, it's a bomb, it's a grenade, so... Oh, uh, alright. It was fine. It was totally fine. I liked it. I liked this episode. It's a strong one of these kind of, um, in this formula. Yes. I, think. I would say, I'd um, definitely say that too, but. Things make sense. The game doesn't... It's, I mean, it's it a riddle. It, it's a riddle. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of a flower clock before. Um... I think I've seen one, but I've never seen it identified uh, by name. But yeah, Mm -hmm. the game... game, So there's, like, a bomber who who loves to, like, call the police and give them, like, riddles to solve. Um, uh, And if they don't solve the riddles, he will set off his bomb. You know, uh, standard Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, And he has, like, put bombs on every card of this, like, Ferris wheel that Anzu ends up on. And like challenges Yugi like, okay, now you have to get these like thirteen balloons and you have to release one balloon and I'll blow up a corresponding Ferris wheel cart. And there are people in four of them and twelve and thirteen total. So you have to figure out what the correlation is between the balloons you're releasing and the bomb and the carts that I'm blowing up before like an innocent person gets blown up. Um Which I think is a fine setup. And then they win and he's like, ah, but the game is only beginning. Mm -hmm. Now the minute hand has crossed into the one, which means 13. Yeah, it's basically just Yugi wins and then decides to fuck this guy up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing about this is that he never calls a shadow game, but he does do the punishment. He does the punishment because I think like it's like what he says to him. So, OK, so the the correlation turns out to be there's a thing in the park called a flower clock where, every, where it's it's like a it's a garden that's arranged like a clock face and every number corresponds to a different type of flower and all the flowers are different colors so, like, Yami Yugi, at the last second, is able to, like, ride one of the rides to see the flower clock, and then, like, figure figure it out. Um, and then he figures out that the, there's a guy in cart 13, but the flower clock only has 10 numbers on it. So there's one guy in a cart that doesn't have a bomb on it, so that has to be the bomber. Because he's, like, made it clear to Yugi that he's, like near enough to physically see Yugi and the police so he has to be somewhere nearby but the park's been evacuated because of a bomb threat so you know Yugi's like I know where you are um and then he uses his like shadow powers to make the guy hallucinate that there's a bomb on his cart and makes him like jump out of the cart um and like plummet to the ground (laughs) and also puts the phone up to his watch to make him think that he's hearing a ticking bomb Mm mhm which I think is... Uh, which is fun. <laughs> which is fun. I think it's more of a symbolic gesture than, like, literally. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's magic. It's magic. It's his strong yeah. Yugi magic. I do love the vengefulness of Yami Yugi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the thing he says to the guy is, like, um, if you're oh, yeah. if you're going to put other people's lives on the game, at the very least, you need to risk your own life. And, like, that's his reason <laughs> for, like, giving him the shadow game thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. The, uh, Those who live by the sword should be prepared to die by it. Is is like a fucking code geass like recurring phrase. So that this gave made me hype. Uh, okay, let's clear this up. Do you think that that phrase comes from Code Geass? Is that what you're saying? No, not necessarily. No, that, sorry, that's not the phrase. I got it mixed up with the real phrase. The Code Geass one is. The only the only ones who should kill are those who are willing to be killed. Sorry, I got it mixed up. Okay. But... But that is, like, Yugi's It is staying. the same. Yeah. So, the only people who should play card games are those who are willing to <laughs> lose at card games. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... um. Yeah, I guess he, he doesn't always... Yugi doesn't always put himself in, like physical danger playing the games, but I think mm-hmm. whenever there is an element of danger, it can apply to both people, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I remember the electroshock one, the chloroform one, the watch one, like, where- The gun? The gun one. Like, <laughs> it's a big one? The gun? Yeah. Whenever, yeah. So I guess wherever there has been, like, an element of danger, like- strong yugi is not exempt by the way i keep calling him strong yugi because there's a bit in this episode where anzu refers to uh yami yugi as the strong yugi (laughs) (laughs) so um i liked the build-up over these two episodes between anzu and yugi yeah yeah, i like them a lot it's like surprisingly good i like yeah I like Miho, um, Honda, and Jonochi as, like, the peanut (laughs) gallery that follows them around. And they're, like, (laughs) they all kind of have, like... Jonochi is, like, has this weird kind of, like, aesthetic objection to them dating. (laughs) Because Yugi is a weird little, like, gremlin man. And Anzu is, like, an actual anime girl. So he's, like... There's, like, this cutaway of them on a roller coaster in Jonochi's mind where... uh... Anzu is, like, riding the roller coaster, standing up with her hands on her hips, and Yugi's, like, clutching at her leg, and he's like, uh, it's so likely, it's scary. And then he says, like, they might be the most mismatched couple in the whole world. And it's like, listen, some people like short kings, she. It's really none of your business. But he he makes it his business and follows them to the amusement park. Yeah. Um, And then he's like, wait, when did this become a date between... Uh, Honda and and Miho. Now I'm the jackass here by myself. Yeah. And then he hits on some girls and gets turned down immediately. I love how the girls turn him down so he just jumps face first into the pool. (laughs) This is also what I do when I get rejected by girls. It's just a really funny animation of him just kind of like diving but also just kind of like tweening into the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a lot of really good like um, I guess just kind of like funny animation bits, um, which are clearly which are like kind of intentional. Like, um, there I really love the bit where uh, we shit posted about it, but when the the detective is like, "Is anyone here good at games?" and Yugi, there's like this great animation of Yugi just like starting not out of frame, but a little bit out of frame, and then just like. Panning to the center of the frame <laughs> while looking expectantly, and it's like, yes, he's the guy who's good at games. He's here. I loved the shot of them sunbathing where Yugi's just this tiny little man. <laughs> he's so small. He's so small. Uh yeah, and the bit where like um he like Anzu like sees him in the sun and is like Is that the other Yugi, and then Yugi gets sprayed in the face with water, and just immediately, like, reverts to imp mode. And just chases after this kid. (laughs) Yeah, who just, like, sprayed him in the face. Um, It's good. There's a lot of, like, cute stuff. Um, There's a bit where, like, Anzu calls Yugi's name, and he makes, like, the noise that cats make when you pet them suddenly. He makes, like, an activation noise as he looks at her. (laughs) Um <laughs> it's cute. yeah, I like kind of like the, you know the jokes and the the kind of run up to this part. Um, it's a good dynamic that I think is kind of repeated in the second in the second episode, you will have like relationship drama with Yugi and Anzu and then like the rest of the cast there to just kind of like be the be the like idiot comic relief. It doesn't take much to get me to root for like, a couple in a in a show mm-hmm. and I, I they, they've they got me at least a little bit with these two episodes mm-hmm. and I'm like alright no it's real it's happening yeah I I the touch that I like is like it's I think it's easy for this plot to like be a thing where Anzu is like what Yugi but he's such like a little uh, he's like he's such a little like I'm trying not to say anything too mean you know <laughs> But like they make it they make it clear that, like, they make it clear that like Anzu does care about Yugi and like for Yugi. Um, her whole thing with like um, this like other side of Yugi is she's mostly just curious, like what is what is the deal with that? But like, you know, Yugi's gonna get like a fever next episode and she really cares. You know, she wants him to like, you know, take care of himself and not be too sick, um when he gets this fever. And I, I like that touch, you know. Um, I also like Yugi being like really awkward On the date <laughs> He's And there's also like Sorry I interrupted uh, Just the, the part where she's like we should get tickets And Yugi's like I'll go buy the tickets And goes up there <laughs> and the lady's like So one teenager and one child And he's like no I'm a teenager <laughs> I know I'm like three feet tall But please Be fucking nice to me Um the other thing is that this could just go forever. Yeah. And, and maybe this will when the show is 250 episodes long. But um, this dynamic of, oh, he's so uncool. But, oh, the alter ego is really cool. Oh, but he's uncool. And, like, I don't know if I like this thing happening here. Could just go back and forth forever. Well, but I was saying, over the course of... I was just saying that it's not really like that. Yeah, but it could. It could be. Oh, okay. My p- point is that you can see her, like, sort of recontextualize normal, unstrong Yugi mm-hmm. over the course of these episodes and, like, start thinking about him a little differently mm-hmm. with this added context. In a way that, like, a different version of this would never actually, like, make progress on because you could easily write this to be like a thing that lasts forever to make your your show have like a status quo yeah it's just and like i don't this is their dynamic yeah. you know yeah. yeah um i liked but, yeah. them in these episodes a lot yeah because you have like th- you have this episode where you know anzu really just like trying to figure out the mystery and then when yugi like saves her when she is not unconscious she's like hmm okay all right And then you have, like, this next episode where there's kind of, like, a romantic rival that makes her kind of, like, that makes her kind of realize, like, oh, like, I I care about Yugi, and I care about, like, even the, like, tiny nerd version of Yugi that I know. It's, like, not just cool (laughs) Yugi. I like weak and strong Yugi. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to move on to the second episode? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Episode 15 is called Scary Woman, Unable to Transform. So, um, the first, the first scene, right, it... do you Do you want me to read the summary? Oh, sure, yeah. I can summarize it. It's one, but... it's one sentence, which means everyone heard it last week. Okay. But, a new girl named Risa Kagiyama wants Yugi's rare Violet Hecate card and tries to get to it by pretending to be Yugi's girlfriend, much to Anzu's anger. Yeah, so... Yeah, so the first scene is they're in, like, Yugi's grandpa's shop. Um, there's a really funny line where, like, Yugi's like, oh, you got some more Duel Monsters cards. And the and the grandpa's like, yeah, this game's getting pretty popular. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I really wonder, like, is this going to be the moment where, like, more and more plots start being, like, Duel Monsters focused? with um, Possibly. Uh, I think it's a funny, it's a just a funny line to think about, yeah. knowing what is happening in the real world, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so yeah, so they open packs, and because like Anzu's interested in it too, she's like, "Oh yeah, I've been like learning a bit." So like both she and Yugi get packs, and Anzu opens this like you know this like violet Hecate card that's like very rare, and so she like gives it to Yugi um, as a present. Uh, But also there's a mystery woman in the shop who, like, disappears uh, before, you know, the grandpa can, like, you know, actually say anything to her. Um, And then Yugi gets this love letter, which is, like, the girl from the shop um, who wants to date him. Um, We get, like, Yugi being a wishy-washy, like, (laughs) little jerk. If this woman were not trying to emotionally manipulate him, it would be kind of a jerk move on his part, because he keeps, like... Mm -hmm. um, he keeps, like, seeing her, even though he's just like, oh, I really should break it off. And you can totally tell Anzu's like, annoyed at him uh, for doing yeah. this. But she turns out to actually be three women and also a sicko. And they, like, want to... That sounds great. They want to, like, beat up Yugi and take his oh. take his card. Uh, because they are the three witch sisters in real life. And there are three witch sisters in Duel Monsters. Um, so they steal the Millennium Puzzle. Um... And they challenge him to a duel. He tries to duel them, but because he's weak, Yugi, and they have the puzzle, he can't beat them. Which is when Kaiba shows up <laughs> and is like, hey, I'm also a love interest for you. Let me kick these guys' asses. <laughs> he he drives by as they go. they meet up and rolls down his window and he's like, that woman. <laughs> I love, yes, the plot of this episode is a classic, like oh yugi gets like a girlfriend and it's not real but it inspires uh feelings of jealousy and his love interest a- and his love interest is both anzu and kaiba <laughs> i have some uh screenshots here if you want me to read some kaiba lines oh yes please do uh, well when they when kaiba takes over the duel he says why not let me take over for this duel you are a man who should not lose to these types Um, And he says the line as he leaves, which is, the one to defeat you has to be me. Fellas, is it gay? Is it gay? Uh, I can't wait till we get to duo monsters and and Yugi and Kaiba are, like, eternally reincarnating arch-rivals throughout all of time. (laughs) (laughs) Fellas. Um, But Kaiba's great in this one. I love that they're, like... You can't, they, like, go through all this trouble to, like, uh, make a tie with his blue eyes, and he's just, like, two blue eyes. They literally just say, two of them. Two of them? <laughs> I love that, um, I love that Uh, he didn't get the, like, third blue eyes from, he was, like, not able to, like, steal the one from Yugi's grandpa, so he doesn't have, like, the three blue eyes trio, he just has two of them it's very funny he does have a third one because there's four total right is there because he he still can do the blue eyes ultimate dragon oh that's true doesn't he rip up the yeah he tears up the fourth one yeah in dual monsters though right i think he just i think they just get the fourth blue eyes back um in this version yeah yeah he doesn't destroy it in the in this version yeah but he does in this episode he does only have two they're like, ah, oh, a blue eyes white dragon. That's the, r- like, the card is so rare that the witch sisters call it, like, the rumored blue eyes white dragon. And then he just says two. It's very funny. He, he, like, reaches for his cards and then he opens his eyes and he just says blue eyes white dragon and shows them the card. Uh, incredible. This is, like, this is, like, the, the like, Kaiba King shit we've been waiting for. Yeah. Uh um so yeah he's great he's great in this episode um but kind of similarly to the amusement park stuff like I like the the build-up you know the like Mm -hmm. the comedy bits um the scene where the scene where (laughs) there's a bit (laughs) where Yugi is still seeing this girl um even though he's told Anzu that he hasn't um and she comes over to the game shop his, uh, Yugi's grandpa goes oh Yugi's sick he's in his room resting and Anzu goes okay I'll go see him and grandpa goes wait and she closes the door and he just he turns around and he goes I'm not responsible <laughs> it's like oh I see, where, I see where Yugi gets it like you're also a coward <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out that like yeah like the you know like one of the witch sisters is like up there like very like girlfriendy taking care of him um and the sequence where Anzu just like keeps going and like trying to get like cold supplies, and whenever she comes back there's like a new like member of the main cast in there. Like first Jonochi's there and then Honda's there. Um and they're both just like um being morons. It's just like a very good sequence. Um I love Jonochi like sitting with the chair turned around, like he's a youth pastor. <laughs> and just being like hey Yo. hey this girl's pretty good she's a real she's a real doll i'll tell you hansu being like what are you doing here um i love that the i love that the witch girl like instantly knew that she could uh play honda the exact same way miho does oh yeah she's she says that she ran into honda while getting ice for for yugi um And then it immediately told him that it was too heavy to carry, so he volunteered to do it himself. (laughs) As a member of the beautification club would. Yeah, obviously. He's such a chump. So true. He gets one win this week from... um, uh, Because he does get to go on a date with Miho. Um, And it's not like... I guess it's technically ruined by the bombing incident, but it's not like... It's not the way it usually happens, where Miho is, like, rejects him. He, he gets to go on a mm-hmm. date with her. Uh, so he gets one yeah. win, and then proceeds to be a chump for the rest of the time. Yep. Jonochi's doing alright. It's fine. He's fine. Um. Yeah. We're gonna get a Jonochi episode next week. Um, you sure are. Um. He's, he's, yeah. He's fine. He's mostly by himself. Uh. In these two episodes. Um, he's kind of got a thing about like manliness and like being alone, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um which I've been just kind of like noticing in the the way that he kind of talks all throughout the series. Um, ah, you mean like this? No, no, I mean the words that he says. Um also the show is in Japanese. Hey! Hey <laughs> you, Konnichiwa! Hey, can you Yug! <laughs> <laughs> hey Yug, Ohio! I'm Ohio! I'm at class. Uh Yug, <laughs> I'm having some asagohan here. Eat the decking mass <laughs> This is a dumb bit. Dumb bit. You know what else is a dumb bit? Me! Oh my god! I didn't call for questions. Oh, fuck. That's fine. It's okay. We can check the email, but... Here, you know what? Hey, Autumn. What's up? Ask us any question about Yu-Gi-Oh right now. What is it you say? (laughs) I came... (laughs) What? ...to this city. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we didn't ask for questions this episode, so we wanted to see if you had any. <laughs> uh, ask Autumn if they have any thoughts about cereal bombing. Do you have any thoughts about cereal bombing? <laughs> I, I assume that is bombing multiple times and not <laughs> 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 bombs that you eat with milk. No, yeah. First what point. if they sold cereal bombs that were like bath bombs? Oh. It's like, hold on. It's like a clump of cereal that you drop into your milk and then it like spreads out into being cereal. I wouldn't trust that. Am I getting paid for this guest appearance? I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. <laughs> uh, last chance or will we just move on? Um, what's your favorite card art for Dark Magician Girl? Shit. Ooh. Okay. I got to Google for this one. Uh, I'm going to listen to the podcast so you don't have to tell me. I'll just listen to it later. Hard art. Okay. Um, but the thing that I was going to say is a dumb bit is I photoshopped an image while we were recording. What? Damn. Damn. Alright. I'm gonna paste. (laughs) This is, this is a weird question to answer because, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. Because this is, like, we're just talking about uh, visuals um, yeah. in the audio medium. But I will show you the version of Dark Magician Girl that I like the most. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's cute. There's another one that's cute as well, but I can't get, like, a big enough... Oh, no, wait, here. All right, I'm changing my answer. Because this one is cuter. Hmm. I've got the page on the wiki here. Mm-hmm. That is cute. So, we have not only cards, but we have from video games, we have some manga and censored manga. Censored yes. manga. I don't, I literally don't see a difference here, but you know. Oh, wait, no, because, uh, they changed the Star of David to a triangle on her amulet. That's what it is. Gotcha. I was like, what the fuck did they change? Okay. Um... So then the one I like is the third, the art from the third Japanese OCG. I think that one's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, hmm. Oh, and the one I don't like is the dual art one. If you scroll down, it's like the very last one. You don't like, like, very uh i don't like adult i don't like super glossy like almost Mm, mm. almost realistic style but like in a way that just calls attention to like how weird (laughs) and like stick like her body is no i don't Mm. care i don't care for that one i have a real fondness for english ddm right next right next door to that one english Look at that, look at that model, that 3D model. Hmm. But, um, ultimately, I think, probably international anime. International anime. Just the classic. Okay, yeah. This is a good one. Yeah. It's a little pinker than the other... Yeah, a trans flag dark magician girl. But also, if I look at her and focus on her, like, head and ignore the helmet, Mm -hmm. she does kind of look like Panty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) True. (laughs) Okay, now. Between Panty and Stocking, from the anime Panty and uh-huh. Stocking with Garter Belt, Panty's the better right, one, yes. right? Hmm. Don't sit here and tell me, me of all people, you don't like the loud, rude bitch. You like loud, rude bitches more than I do. I think you. <laughs> That's what. Remember I... that I have a big. I do have a big fondness for gods. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't don't come into my podcast. Disrespect my taste in women. Oh, I thought you were being incredulous at my at my hesitation. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm I, saying just agree with me. I will not. Hmm. I feel like I'm gonna go with stocking. What the fuck? The betrayal. She's a leggy goth, what do you want? <sighs> Eh. (laughs) Okay. Eh. (laughs) This backfired on me. I thought I was going to get easy consensus and move on. No. Listen, there's two of them, two of us. That evens out to zero. Yes. That's a consensus. Yes, because I think they would kill us. That's probably true. I think stalking would be less likely... To kill us? I think, okay. I think we can both agree that they'd call us slurs. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I should rewatch that anime. I wonder if it's, like, good. I have seen some clips of the English dub of it and found them pretty, uh, pretty fun. Okay. I think. Which was surprising. But they, they did, a, a, there's, like, a frantic energy that they managed to keep, uh, even through the translation that. Felt pretty fun. Yeah, fair enough. Alright. Uh, do you have anything more to say about these episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh? These episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, Any closing thoughts? No. Closing thoughts. I think... Um, the only thing I can think of is that... Um, Risa is very cute. Yes. Even when she's in sicko mode. <laughs> I think she's cuter in sicko mode. <laughs> not I love that she... she touches the puzzle and it's like a crucifix. Yes. She recoils. she's like, oh that's an interesting like uh pendant and she touches the puzzle and like recoils like a vampire. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. She I love like I love the one of them that just has a whip. It just like shows up and starts mm-hmm. whipping them. What is going on? The scene where they keep having to like f- having physical altercations with the three of them as they're trying to get Yugi out of his own home. <laughs> Very. Funny. I love the part where Joey just yells "bitch" and charges her. <laughs> <laughs> Joey just <laughs> is throwing hands. Uh, it's a really good sequence. Catch these hands, you dumb broad. Uh, I mean, that would be a that would be a typical Brooklyn Rage cue, right? Yeah. You just yell think. Brooklyn yeah. Rage, in charge. <laughs> Actu- actually, actually, um. watching the animated series has not stopped us from referencing the animated series <laughs> or the abridged series. Yeah, the abrid- yeah. Yukio the animated huh. series. <laughs> <laughs> that implies the existence of Yukio the live action series. How have they not done a live-action Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't know. I guess because the hair would look too stupid, right? You would just not do the hair. I don't know. You Fine. gotta do the hair. You don't gotta do the hair. You got to do the hair. <laughs> I think you could do an approximation. Oh, here's, a, with here's some... a really funny image I'm gonna send you. In the channel. Could you describe the image that I have sent you? Well, it's a picture of Yugi. Uh-huh. Which one? Strong or weak Yugi? Uh, very strong. Yugi. This is a really strong Yugi. On top of a picture of Timothy Shalman. <laughs> For some reason, just the um, thought of that, just like, just gets me fucking rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> we, Autumn and I, had like brainstormed a, a movie, which is a thing we do sometimes, yeah. where Timothy Chalamet pl- would play Doctor Doom, okay, opposite uh, the uh, Doctor Strange guy, And Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, and they'd fight. They'd team up. Okay. Because there's a comic about that, where they team up against Satan. Gotcha. Alright. Finally, somebody in the Marvel Universe (laughs) says, We gotta do something about that guy. (laughs) It's about time. (laughs) Hey, Satan's real? Satan is real? And we can punch him. Mm -hmm. Alright. What episodes are we watching? But here, the last thing I'm going to send to you is a picture of Nicolas Cage as Yami Yugi. All right. Great. Love to... <laughs> okay. <laughs> he has a pyramid already. That's true. That sure is true. This brings us to the end of this episode of Attention Duelists. Yeah. What episodes are we watching next week? Next time on Attention Duelists, episode 16. Uh, Turnabout by a hair's breadth, the white-robed crisis. Jonochi has a crush on Miyuki, who is the nurse taking care of his ill sister, Shizuka. Oh, fuck. sister, real. Episode 17, a last-minute match, the model that invites. Okay. Kaiba's third game master, the famous model Eileen Rao, challenges Yugi to a game of... Raijin High. I have no idea what that is, so. Me either! We're gonna find we're out. we learn things next episode. About sisters and games. And the medical establishment. I'm gonna be so mad if, like. I'm gonna be so mad if Jonochi ever says, like, how much his sister's operation costs, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna be so angry. Mm-hmm. I think. I I've, I've glanced across the uh, summary of next episode. You might be angry anyway. Would be angry? Um uh, but yeah, um America the American healthcare system aside. Uh where can people find you, Nora? Um you can find me on Twitter at neithernora find stuff that I've done at online. Uh we have another podcast. Oh, we do. It's been out for a week and a half. We're three episodes in. Um, It's called Back to the Ark. You can listen to it by becoming a patron at exportod.io. That's the Export Audio uh, Podcast Network, which is the network that hosts this show. If you want to hear us talk about Marble Hornets, one entry at a time, uh, in very short bursts, short controlled bursts, I guess you could call them, uh, I would, that's a great I, podcast. I would say they are uncontrolled bursts, <laughs> but that doesn't keep the aliens reference. We recorded, we recorded that podcast. Oh, we recorded these episodes a while ago. I'm pretty sure that one of them just begins with me yelling at you because you made me watch a 10 second YouTube video. No, that's the one we lost. Aww. which is just the first of the two of the arc response videos. That is 11 seconds um, long. I do yell at you. Though. <laughs> You did. you did yell at me. Um, I mean, the first one does start with you saying how yeah, that's maybe I haven't done a podcast that I felt like I was tricked into doing ever. so it's, <laughs> it's a new experience for me for sure. You described Marble Hornets as an elaborate prank. Yeah. no I think it is. I think it's all just Nora's ruse. Nora's Nora's trick. trick. Nor is the last game master. And where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at GreatGrebe. Uh, type bird. Um, I got a pinned tweet there with all my other podcasts, like Do Not Steal, which is our um, podcast about tabletop criticism and original characters, uh, which you're going to be on. <gasps> it's announced. You're going to make a Star Wars guy with us yeah I think it, we're gonna be i think it was all but huh? announced the other day when i just tweeted the pickery that i made of, of my star wars <laughs> well guy. The, my involvement was not in in your yeah case. no uh force and destiny yeah. huh? you got gonna make your star wars guy i gotta make them i haven't made them yeah. yet hannah and i have kind of like run ahead and <laughs> i think we're both pretty much done with our guys I mean I'm doing the thing I do when I make a new character which is get super insecure about it and start over six times Uh, so don't mind me I'll catch up alright well listen you just gotta be like us and uh just completely throw away all shame I know I think mine comes from me playing like uh Jedi Fallen Order and being like (laughs) yeah it's fine but I can I can make a better I can make a better Star Wars guy. You can make a better Cal Lightsaber. I can make a better. And I even liked Cal Lightsaber Is the thing. Yeah. He's, he's fine. Fun. Isn't he the Joker? No, not at all. What? Isn't his face cap guy on Gotham, the TV show? Uh I don't know. I've never seen Gotham. I feel like he might be either the Joker or the Riddler. I'm going to Google Cal Lightsaber. I feel like he's going to be the Riddler. He doesn't strike me as like a Joker guy. Cal Kestis. Guy. Who's the guy? (laughs) Cal Kestis guy. Cal Kestis has his own fucking Wikipedia page. He is played by Cameron Monaghan. He's known for, ah, twins Jerome and Jeremiah Valeska, who serve as Origins for the Joker on the DC Comics-based TV series Gotham. Shit, he is the Joker. He is the Joker. Shit, he's the Joker. Alright, well, anyway. Sp- here's, here's a picture of the Joker. Anyway, Oh, wait, I need you to see this picture of the Joker. Okay, send me the picture. Cal Whitesaber is the Joker. Send me the picture of the Joker. Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen to Do Not Steal. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be good. And until next time... Get off our deck.